it's important to have a easy operational platform. They can talk to their members as well as their system can talk to us. You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Hello and welcome to Sports Tech Feed. I'm your host, Thomas Loams. Great to have you joining us again this week. On today's show, we have Rocky Chow, Chief Commercial Officer at Hong Kong Rugby Union, in conversation with Cameron O'Reardon. Founded in 1952, the Hong Kong Rugby Union, HKRU for short, is the governing body of Hong Kong Rugby and a not-for-profit organisation where all revenue is channeled back into developing the game. This session focuses on redesigning a sports federation from the ground up, so there's great conversations about digitisation and technology solutions that help sports grow, all the way from the grassroots and the youth level to the elite level and the pro competition. Obviously amongst that is the impact of COVID as well. So there's some great tips for sports organizations and leagues looking to bounce back from that with participation and getting their competitions back online. This session is drawn from our 2020 Virtual Australian Sports Innovation Week. This year we're back in person in Queensland from the 24th to the 26th of November. You can go to sportstechworldseries.com if you'd like to find out more information about registration. And if you're in the majority of our listenership who are tuning in from outside Australia and and outside of Queensland, then you can also sign up to our newsletter, sportstechworldseries.com forward slash newsletter you can stay up to date with the presentation recordings from the australia event as well as other news and insights from the world of sports tech as i mentioned at the beginning i'm your host thomas loams i won't be taking on this conversation i'm giving that to our very capable uh, friend of the show cameron o'reardon formerly director of sales and marketing at game day so also a special shout out to game day formerly sports tg cam's now at crowdclip as I said, friend of the show, but also just a, a really passionate contributor to the industry, a board member on the Australian Sports Technologies Network, and very, very generous with his time in helping companies and individuals thrive in, in the sports tech industry, which is what we're all about here. Thanks again for listening. This is Rocky Chow, Chief Commercial Officer, Hong Kong Rugby Union on Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. And thank you very much for having us here at the Sports Tech World Series. Uh, I'm really privileged and lucky enough to be joined by Rocky Chow, the Chief Commercial Officer of the Hong Kong Rugby Union. Uh, Rocky's got a great experience uh, within the industry. Uh, he's had a worked in the sports industry for quite some time. He's skilled in coaching, sales, uh, supplements, uh, customer relationship management and team building. Uh, Rocky's got a strong business development and professional with a Bachelor of Arts uh, focused in sports administration locally here in uh, Canberra in Australia, which is great. Uh, And Rocky's been a familiar face uh, with rugby circles and a long-standing member of the Hong Kong rugby community uh, and has been really involved with the development of Gai Wu Rugby Football Club, one of the pioneering uh, Chinese rugby clubs in Hong Kong. He currently still represents Gai Wu's first 11 as a hooker. Uh, he's also represented the Hong Kong Dragons in the early 90s. He's been selected to tours to Singapore and Thailand. And prior to that, uh, Rocky played for the famous Tigers Rugby Football Club in the early 90s and one of the first local players to play division rugby in Hong Kong. Uh, Rocky, thank you very much for joining us. It's a privilege to have you here today. And uh, I hope everything's going well over in Hong Kong at the moment. Yeah, no, th- thanks, Cam. I really appreciate the invite. So, uh now it's um it, it's great it's, it's great to jump on and Hong Kong's Hong Kong's uh slowly coming back online. Um, we've we've gone through a couple of a couple of waves and uh, a few lockdowns. Um, but the the community 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 has been quite patient with us and uh, and uh, this weekend we're launching up both our men's and women's premiership. So can't wait uh, to to get some sort of top end rugby up and going. Fantastic. Um, so. 
look, like I said, it's great to have you here today. Uh, and, you know, every organisation, we, we're well represented here today with a number of sports tech companies uh, and sporting organisations from Australia and also internationally like yourself. Uh, Hong Kong Rugby Union is a, a pretty well-established organisation in Asia and one of the leaders of innovation and early adopters of technology in the region. Uh, Hong Kong rugby has gone through, you know, a number of studies and reports on the participation and the state of rugby in Hong Kong. Um, earlier in the year, what, what, what did you learn, uh, you know, in your role at Hong Kong Rugby Union as a result of that study uh, in participation in the sport as a whole? And what were the recommendations that came out of that, Rocky? Oh, great. No, um, th th thanks for highlighting that. So uh, we've, we've, done, we've, done, we've done a few... Um, so targeted studies here and there uh, throughout the years, you know, over 60 years. So, so this is actually um, the most comprehensive survey that we've done uh, with the assistance of with the assistance of KPMG. Uh, and with the key objectives for us is to looking at quantifying the rugby playing population in Hong Kong, um, and then understanding what are the factors of engagement or retention, and then looking at um, also what are some of the engagement factors of spectatorship and events. For Hong Kong as well. So um, we have a pretty small playing community um, of about 12,000 strong, um, but very, very engaged. Um, and as, 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 as very similar across the globe, there is a, um, there's, there is a reduction trend um, from, from, from the playing front, you know, in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK as well. Um, and, and looking at, you know, it, it was important for us to understand uh, where, what are the key joining and dropout age uh, age brackets and also what are the key reasons why they um, why they join and why they drop out and and uh, the stats are quite um, quite different compared to um, the, the other sort of um, uh, more established rugby nations uh, T1 rugby nations in the world. Fantastic and we've been lucky enough to sort of join forces with Hong Kong Rugby Union uh, earlier this year and you know, we sort of worked with the, the touch football arm of your organisation for over 12 months now and now rolling out a, a digital solution to the sport in Hong Kong. Uh, what was uh, some of the factors that leaned you towards rolling out and moving towards a, a centralised digital offering and platform across your sport? And, and what are some of the goals and objectives that you're looking to achieve from doing that? Uh, great question. So. Um... The, the, that comprehensive KPMG survey, that it was the first time we've done it as a union over 60 years. And uh, I think it's, it's, got, it's probably going to be very difficult for us to, 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 to try and do that every 60 years. And we want to do it a, a, a little bit more regularly. And one of the key recommendations they gave us was we need to have a centralized system um, um, for our community. Um, we, we've, we've established you know, four years ago our CRM platform which works quite well. We've got about 150,000 um, plus uh, unique data points out of that, which is great. Um, but we don't really have a, a comprehensive understanding of our community um, you know, based on, based on the, 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 the result we saw from the KPMG study. Uh, we've tried many different things throughout the years. We've got, as you mentioned, working with you guys with Touch Rugby, uh, touch football and also um, we, you know we've had um, we've tried different different avenues of a bespoke system on player registration with youth um, and we've, we've looked at a semi bespoke system 
to do with the senior rugby and and um, and out of all the exp ex experiments and uh, experiences in the last three or four years, we found um, you know when when we work with you guys on the touch rugby side of things um, that the off the shelf component and everything and and, and your ex you know the 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 the, um, the sports TG platform with with the experience and everything else that was pretty um, beneficial for for the team and so hence we you know we we went and looked at uh, sort of you know branching out that um, that relationship with you guys. Fantastic, and you know obviously in your role you you would have seen uh, many different technology systems, not just ours, but a, a whole heap come and go and be implemented and and they're still with you and you know congratulations on. The, the, the success that you've had with the implementation of your CRM project. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've learned and faced when introducing new technology or new systems or new processes to your sport, either at the Hong Kong rugby union level or even right down to that grassroots community level? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, I think the key is with people. I think um, uh, managing stakeholders, um, what we're trying to do, we, we, we're trying to do uh, what we're trying to do with you guys is is more of a holistic approach, where we are not looking at just providing a a governing body solution for Hong Kong rugby. We want to be able to provide a uh, a community management solution as well across the piece. Uh, as we see, there is a, a as a massive benefit if each of the local community clubs have a good understanding of their demographic, uh, given that a lot of those guys are volunteers. It's important to have a an easy operational um, platform um, that can they can talk to their members as well as um, their system can talk to us uh, and we can access information um, without having those volunteers have doing a lot more um, heavy lifting work themselves uh, and 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 at the same time we will be able to provide. Um, decent uh, analytical information for them to help them grow, to help them manage. Just give us a bit of an insight, Rocky, on the on the structure of Hong Kong Rugby Union. You know, I've sort of learnt a lot this year myself, I must say, um, from your minis to your youth, to your tertiary, to your touch football arm, to your seniors. That uh, There's, a, you know, there's sometimes a club that you may start with in under sixes, but it's not necessarily the same club you will end up playing with if you're playing senior rugby. Do you just want to touch on that aspect a little bit? Absolutely. The, the hierarchy is quite unique. Um, so we, we, we've, we've had, to, I think we can look at the Hong Kong rugby union structure or the Hong Kong rugby structure as, as kind of four tiered. So you've got um, starting with mini rugby, which, um, which then you, you know, you're looking at, um, five five year olds all the way up to eleven. Then you've got um, youth rugby, which Colts rugby, starting from twelve all the way to to under nineteens, and that sort of uh, transition to senior rugby. Um, and then you've got your school component that attached to it as well. Now, um, focusing on the club side of things, uh, because of the, the sixty plus years heritage, there are clubs that are only offering senior uh, mini mini rugby components. And there are clubs that are only offering Colts. Uh, however, there's all, there are also clubs that has that full um, complement from mini all the way through. So a, a nice clean pathway. Now having a holistic system um, that will allow us to see those potential partnerships between mini youth and senior. So if we, we're seeing 
you know, for a mini rugby club that there's a massive dropout from under 12s. They're not, they're, they're not going to youth rugby because basically because of the lack of pathway uh, as, as a big contributor, then we will be able to start managing that relationship uh, and, and, intro and making the introductions with youth and, se and, and senior clubs so the kids can have a nice pathway uh, move, um, and, 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 and so we can retain uh, the ones we have because you know we, we don't we don't have a big community um, so so that's key also um, having the ability to understand for example um, for a a youth um, player who's currently playing for their club but they but they don't play for the school but the school have absolutely no idea that that's happened uh, no this um, no um, Johnny is playing uh, is, is playing for one of the, the the premiership under 19 clubs that they could represent as school as well and vice versa um, now having that centralized visibility would give us um, you know a, a very powerful tool to be able to make those connections and again keeping the people within the game and and be able to manage those relationships effectively fantastic and and with the um you know you, you're obviously part of uh the the pioneering behind one of the uh local clubs in Gaiwu uh locally uh, what's the strategy from a Hong Kong rugby union perspective in getting more local players engaged with the sport? And have you seen an increase in those participations with local players? And, and, and what's the union doing to increase that sort of participation? A great question. I think um, from the KPMG survey, uh, people, when they, when, when they look at lo local Hong Kong people, when they look at uh, rugby as a whole, as a sport in Hong Kong, they see it as a, as the westernized sport um, playing by mostly expats uh, but surprisingly from the KPMG survey over 50% of people playing rugby in Hong Kong within our community are local Chinese so uh, so we it, it shows that we've done quite a bit quite a bit of good work in terms of um, in terms of getting uh, getting that message down to uh, to the local community um, as we do a lot of work with schools how do we connect schools with um, with, uh, with with clubs, etc.? Those those are very important uh, important aspects. I think one I think one of the things we need to do better going forward now now having that KPMG res, uh, result is we know what are some of the key reasons why people join rugby at different ages. Uh, uh, we've got actually a massive um, uh, influx of senior players at the age of tw uh, at the age of thirty. Uh, because now they've, they've, they've worked for a few years after, after, after uni and they've got a nice steady income. They've now got a bit of spare time. And so they, they look at, you know, maybe picking up team sports and so forth. So, you know, having a good understanding of where those um, engagement points are um, and, and we would be able to, to try and retain uh, to start with uh, and how we engage better um, the, with the local community because um, we, know, we know those touch points. And then by having the system, then we know, the efforts that we're doing is making impact or not. Fantastic. And, you know, with rugby as a sport, it's never really shy of uh, introducing and innovating and introducing new technology. Um, How does that translate when you introduce new technology into the community space? What are the particular challenges that you face this year? Um, and how do you go about managing those uh, challenges that you face in the community space? Yeah, I think um, uh, one of the one of the big ones is outside of Premiership rugby. Uh, 
where they have full-time staff working there. Um, you, you, are look, you are dealing with volunteers. Uh, it's important um, that whatever solution that we, 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 we have selected and provided for them, um, that makes their job easier, not asking them to do more work. Um, so, um, so, so that way they can spend their time effectively uh, and passionately to, 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 to help manage the game. Um, so, so that's one of the, the, the key factors that we, when, we, when we're considering the solutions. Um, and then, you know, having good stats and reporting um, that we could share back with the community so they can, they can, they can then um, seek out uh, support from us or, or they seek out, you know, if, if it's a coaching resource they need uh, in terms of retaining players or improving their improving their, their their players. Now, having good reporting would help them get will help them identify those those um, those uh, opportunities and and and, uh, and weaknesses, and, and that way they they will be able to um to uh, to to seek support from us or or or, or through or through different channels, um, and then and and then um, dealing with different levels levels of understanding. Some clubs are still using Excel Excel spreadsheets, um, and some clubs are basically uh, managing things of a you know of pen and paper so um which is which is you know going through this process is it was quite a good learning process for us uh, and, uh, and 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 so we we now have a better understanding throughout the community um after we've launched the centralized system what we need to do between this season and next season and the amount of education and support we need to provide in order to get them uh, up up to speed and 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 them really um, enjoying and benefiting from uh, from from the centralized system. Yeah, look, we're we're pretty excited about one of the tools that we're rolling out with Hong Kong Rugby Union, and we've got a, a couple of different assets of that there now. Yeah. I'm working in different iterations with our game day view product to help you understand those analytics and essentially mm -hmm. a, a business intelligence tool. Uh, so it can help you with benchmarking or managing KPIs for growth. It, does Hong Kong Rugby Union have uh, KPIs set for, for growth in the future? And what, what, are you, what are you looking to achieve? Are you looking at growing the sport at a junior level, at a senior level, or just maintaining the participation at a senior level and growing at the junior level? I think, yeah, good question. I, th I think for us, um, again, referring back to, the, to, to, the, to that comprehensive research we've done recently, um, we've seen a massive dropout at, for example, under eights, where we're starting from um, non-contact touch uh, touch footy with kids into contact, and also from a uh, under elevens and under twelve, so from minis to youth. Um, um, so we've gone from a five thousand strong mini uh, mini rugby community into a fifteen hundred. Uh, youth community, so you, that, that's, that's, that's quite a big attrition rate. So for us, is how is, is to get a better understanding now, working with the clubs on how to cut those holes. So our goal for the next four years is to looking at re retention, um, and then and then looking at the second point is engagement. So um, we've we've done a lot of work with schools. So we are in um, two hundred and fifty plus secondary schools and a hundred plus primary schools in Hong Kong. That, we, that has rugby programs there, and also 26 plus tertiary institutions have rugby teams. Now, before we are not 100% clear how many of those are playing club rugby, now we have, we have an opportunity to, to know that and start making those introductions. So there is 
a, a massive um, uh, pool of play, potential players that might that might not be playing club rugby at the moment, um, and we can make start making those introductions and 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 feeder into the the club community to make them more sustainable at every level. Um, so let's say, for example, you've got the primary school kids coming to the mini uh, mini rugby section, secondary school into the youth section, tertiary into the senior section. So each of each of the areas can start can start getting um, potential um, uh, feeder from the, the the school community, and and then and, and then out of then from a club community is to retain them the best we can by providing options to play. That's great. Uh, you, you know the retention is key there, and obviously, COVID may have had a, a big impact on that this year and it's obviously had an impact on everyone here uh, attending the conference today no matter what sport they're involved in whether in their Australia Hong Kong New Zealand or over in Europe um, with the delay of your senior competition and your junior competition I know you, uh, you, your minis are underway and your senior comp re, re, recommences this weekend how are you progressing with a domestic competition have you what other rules have you had to put in place due to COVID, have you had to introduce a new season format and how have you managed that communication and the expectations of a season with your, your premiership clubs? Yeah, I, well, I, I think um, the beauty of having a slightly tighter, uh, smaller community and, and, and very niche community is, is the, the, the benefit of that is they are, they, they, they are quite, um, they're quite willing to work, to, to work together to, to get to, to crack on. Um, so, so I think in terms of, uh, from a premiership point of view, we normally play a, um, a, a warm-up trophy, challenge trophy that we, we focus on a, a, a junior development um, where, uh, of under-19 players playing, you know, featuring premiership. Hopefully they'll perform well and then, and, and then they'll, they'll continue the premiership season. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we, we can finish our premiership this year. Um, so we, we're kicking off premiership first rather than a challenge trophy. And, and then the challenge trophy will come on towards the tail end of the season. Uh, and we're staggering um, our community rugby as well. So um, as mentioned, premiership starts this weekend. Uh, community rugby starts on the 5th of December. Um, so we, uh, rather than playing uh, three rounds, we're looking at reducing it to two rounds, making sure that everyone can get through the season and, and actually have a, have a decent finale of it. Um, in terms of rules, and rules uh, we are... We, we, we are quite fortunate that we can uh, retain from a, from a playing perspective the same rules um, for, for the senior game. Uh, it's just how we manage the number of people uh, at, the, at each venue that we've got to be careful of. Youth rugby also kicked off last weekend um, and the youth premiership kicks off this weekend. Um, very similar formats. Um, obviously, because of COVID, we have a slightly less... Um, um, registration um, this year, and with, with the central system, we are we we can now see it first, uh, real time, um, which which is good for us. Then we can actually go back to the clubs and say, are there things that we can help um, to, to to actually bridge that gap? Do we put a tournament in towards the end of the season, etc., to you know to, to help bring those um, players who didn't play this season back and at least keep them interested? Uh, and same and same thing with mini rugby. This is the first time for us that we can actually get. Um, direct communications with the mini rugby uh, kids, uh, and that way we can, we can we then we give us good visibility uh, to see how we actually um, better manage schedule-wise with the mini rugby festivals, which 
they're uh, the eight of them a year and they have about 5,000 kids that run around from 8 a.m. to about 6 p.m. So, uh, so they, are, they are slightly more difficult at this stage to, um, to host because of COVID, but, um, but obviously we, we are quite prepared um, to extend our domestic season um, into, into middle of 2021 anyway. So. So, so for future seasons, you know, you might have to go to a reduced competition format and you retweak things that for 2021, um, and it's probably the last thing in the back of your head, but there, I imagine there would be a lot of a bit of planning underway. Are, are you looking to hopefully re-kick 2021 as a, a normal season start and a full season across your competitions, everything permitting, Touchwood? Yes. Um, well, our, our season, our, our official domestic season, don't really start until um, September. So, uh, Touchwood, um, you know. Fingers crossed, everything. Now, um, you know, hearing the vaccine um, would, is potentially coming on board, you know, in Q3, Q4 to 2021. If that stays on track, I think we are in good shape of, um, of, of doing, um, you know, keep starting the 2021-22 um, the season uh, back, to, back to the normal, which is great. Fantastic. And... You know, when people think of rugby and they think of Hong Kong, or I don't know if it's everyone, but it might just be me. I think of a Hong Kong Sevens. It's an institution. Uh, I think it's a. It's got its own brand. It's got its own great brand that's uh, known right around the world. Um, obviously, uh, it didn't go ahead in, in 2020, and that, that's a, an important commercial arm of the Hong Kong Rugby Union. Uh, what? What planning is underway from your end for the 2021 event? It is a massive event. You know, you get a, a stadium full of everyone dressed up, having the time of their lives, a great two to three day festival. Um, I imagine there's things like travel, accounting for international teams, the volunteer management and all those things that go with it. What are you guys doing at Hong Kong Rugby to plan for the 2021 event at the moment? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, we are still full steam ahead. Um, our, ne our scheduled event is on uh, the 2nd to 4th of April, uh, 2021. Um, so um, the team is, uh, is still planning, um, you know, as, as we are scheduled to operate the event. Two key components for us, uh, really. One is to work closely with the government um, uh, to ensure that they are comfortable with, uh, with what we are proposing on managing um, players. So, um, you know, with, 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 the, with the travel restrictions at the moment, how do we get the players in? Um, how, in terms of in, in the bubble, um, uh, how do we sort of, uh, in terms of testing, uh, in terms of how we move them around and from a hotel to training facilities back into the stadium and, and make it, making sure that you know, the, the participating teams stays within the bubble. And then secondly, obviously, to, is making sure the government is happy with us to... Um, to have crowds in the, in, within the stadium, um, and and what 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 that means to us, we don't know. Uh, we are consulting closely with the, with the government. We have a proposal out there with it. Um, we we are sharing proposals with different um, government departments, uh, and 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 uh, you know they are generally very supportive. But um, but it's important that we get that sign off um, from the government uh, for us to to proceed. And then next step is working closely with World Rugby because um, so we align globally um, because if there are no players that can come, come to Hong Kong then that doesn't matter if we can put the best party on there's nothing in the middle so uh, so we need to make sure that you know they, the quality of the, of the competition is there um, and and having a good sort of track and tracing um, system is important um, for us 
in, in terms of having a uh, having such such a, such a mega event we have here. Um, staff and spectators, um, they're all they're all based out, out in Hong Kong, and I think um, you know we we've we've had forty plus years experience running the sevens. Um, you know, it, it's it's just that's part of our planning on how do we how how do we keep our staff safe uh, and as well as making sure that. Um, we can we can still deliver the same standard of events that we uh, that we've been doing for over forty years. I, I imagine uh, you know putting together a large event like the sevens, would, you'd rely quite heavily on a, a volunteer base. Do, do you want to touch on what you do as an organisation to recruit volunteers for such an event, retain them year on year, and keep them engaged? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, we are we are. Um, constantly learning and, and evolving. So um, the, the beauty of our rugby community uh, is they are very engaged. So, um, and, and being a part of um, the iconic event is, is, is a big attraction. So, um, so we, you know, a lot of our volunteers do come from uh, within the, the playing community, from both schools, clubs, etc. that, um, you know, we have a ton of part-time coaches that, you know, would be, would be team managers, um, uh, uh, for the teams, uh, liaison officers, and so forth, and then and then also we we do reach out to different um, uh, institutions, tertiary education bodies, um, and offer and offer internships and, and work experience for their events, uh, marketing events type um, uh, uh, students, so they can they can they can come and and uh, experience and experience the event as well as you know become a volunteer. So, um, so, so we've been quite fortunate in the um, in the past, you know, over, over a couple of decades that we've been uh, the community, the rugby community as well as the the um, the school com community has been very supportive. Fantastic, and you know, just just sort of looping back to uh, you know those challenges and those things that you're working through, from play about bubbles to international travel of teams to working with world rugby. And the local and the local government, of course, in Hong Kong. In a couple of weeks' time, there's a major horse racing event taking place in Hong Kong, in, up in Sha Tin. Uh, and do you work with any other sporting organisations or any other international organisations or local organisations like the Hong Kong Jockey Club to see how they would go about, you know, flying in international jockeys? What processes they're putting in place to help you roll out for your 2021 event? Absolutely, um, we we are you know we we do communicate closely with the, the with the sporting community. The proposal that that we've we've sent to the government are you know we we, we you know we've touched base with the jockey club with the golf associations because they they're looking at, at doing something very very similar. Football association um, as well in terms of that they're, they're the ones who've actually got approval from uh, from Home Affairs Bureau um, in terms of getting getting spectators into into their Premiership games. Um, starting this weekend, which then opens up the um, the door for us um, in in regards to getting um, uh, get, getting spectators to our Premiership games. So so it's, it's important that we actually work closely with the different sporting organisations uh, and and learn uh, what uh, the the best practices or, or, or strategies that they're taking uh, you know to work with governments or, or or you know ways that they're they're planning to host events. Fantastic. Um... Well, 
do you want to touch on Rocky what the future holds for Hong Kong rugby? And I know if you you to look into a crystal ball and let's put the the twenty twenty year behind us and we've got a a great year coming up in twenty twenty one. What what's installed for Hong Kong rugby uh, in twenty twenty one and beyond twenty twenty one? A good question. I think I think um, you're always looking at uh, you're always looking at the um, uh, the blessing in disguise, right? So COVID's actually given us an opportunity to focus on local game um uh, because prior to that you know we've we've had the luxury of of um of running the sevens uh, sevens tournaments we had tons of international um uh, competitions that we could host uh we know uh bringing international teams we were talking about november international before with with uh with us playing canada again as the rematch of the repercharge in france and and that would be international spectacle but now with COVID, we really have to say right let's look after the one we have um, so bringing that focus in the local game and, and now we have a better understanding of the local community. Um, we, we are, we are able to start doing a lot more work there. Uh, and also, you know, given COVID has given us a chance to, re, to refocus and, and revamp some of the local programs, um, that we, that we do and how we work with local companies. Um, so, so, so we don't, you know, Hong Kong sevens is, in, is, a, is a massive international event, but there are 7 million people that lives here. Um, and lots of companies that would uh, that would love to work with uh, with with sport and how do we how do we better do that and and so we had to send them promoting local game uh, and using using our sport to connect with the local community. I think COVID has given us an opportunity now and the time during this during this period to review um, that that opportunity um, and 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 because the digital digital uh, the digital um, need of COVID, we are now, you know, looking at how we do broadcast better. Uh, you know, with launching our own OTT platform, uh, for example, in the next couple of weeks, which is very exciting uh, for our Premiership. Um, and and then and then um, you know, making sure that our local game is solid because 2021 we actually have a pretty busy international schedule with both our men's and women's 15s team uh, looking to qualify for the Rugby World Cup in 2021 and also 2023 and then um and fingers crossed the olympics will go ahead as a, as in june uh, both our men's and women's sevens will look at um heading to uh, uh to a repercharge to to qualify for the olympics in tokyo um as well uh and then um in april next year our under 20 boys would be uh looking to requalify again for the junior world trophy so so from international front uh it's going to be quite busy and uh, and we and we are hoping in November 2021 that will kick off a um, an interesting uh, you know we, we we've heard uh, we've heard sort of concepts from World Rugby on a on a tier two international competition which we can get involved Hong Kong could get involved in with Japan Fiji etc so so that's a potential you know if if that goes ahead um, that would be fantastic for us looking at hosting uh, hosting more international international events in Hong Kong from a rugby, uh, rugby point of view. That's awesome. And you, you touched on a really good point. And someone said to us, uh, it was the CEO of another sporting organisation earlier this year, uh, COVID gave them a chance to work on their sport rather than in their sport. And I think you sort of nailed it uh, right there where it gave you that breathing space and time. And, you know, we're genuinely excited about our future partnership and our plans for being able to provide a, a digital ecosystem that we do 
uh, for the entire sport to help you with your goals and objectives moving forward. And it sounds like 2021 on the international front is going to be busy uh, for Hong Kong as a whole from under 20s right through to men's and women's and sevens come hopefully qualifying for the Olympic Games next year. Um, Rocky, I really appreciate your time and uh, really appreciate you giving up a, a, a bit of your time here today to join us at the Sports Tech World Series. Uh, for anyone who may have some questions for you or want to reach out to you, can they find you online anywhere? Where's the best way, way for someone to get in touch with you if they wanted to get in touch with you after the conference today? Well, um, I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, under the name Rocky Chow. So uh, feel free to um, to reach out to me, um, and then and then I, you know I'll, I'll I'll get in touch and and we can ha happy to uh, to uh, to network or answer any questions uh, that uh, that people might have. Thanks very much, Rocky. Really appreciate your time, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. There you have it. That was Rocky Chow, Chief Commercial Officer, Hong Kong Rugby Union, in conversation with Cam O'Reardon, Director of Sales and Marketing at Game Day, now Commercial Manager with Crowdclip. So as I said at the beginning, a, a shout out, a, a thanks to, to Game Day and Sports TG and everyone that was there for putting together that session at the 2020 Virtual Australian Sports Innovation Week. I am very excited to be back in person. I unfortunately won't be able to be there. Austin to Queensland is a, is a bit of a no-no with our various travel restrictions at the moment, but I look forward to learning from all the content that's coming out of that, all the sessions, all the discussions, all the, I guess, the what next moments that come out of that. And certainly Queensland is an exciting place to be when it comes to sports technology, especially in the next 10 years leading up to the Olympics. So really great to kick off that relationship that we have with, with Queensland and, and the various arms of government there with the uh, Australian Sports Innovation Week. Until next time, I'm your host, Thomas Loams. Thanks again for joining Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast.